Hello, Great Lakes. This is Mr. Stefanich. We are kicking off March's reading month with our one book, one school, and we're going to be reading The World According to Humphrey. And we're going to try something new this year where a bunch of different teachers are going to read this book um, chapter by chapter. And your classroom teacher is going to get to decide if they're going to read the story to you or if you're going to hear it from other teachers in the school. So I'm going to kick off chapter one today, which is called The Return of Mrs. Brisbane. Today was the worst day of my life. Miss Mack left room 26 of Longfellow School for good, and that's bad. Worse yet, Mrs. Brisbane came back. Until today, I didn't even know there was a Mrs. Brisbane. Lucky me. Now, I want you to know, what was Miss Mack thinking? She must have known that soon she'd be leaving without me, and that Mrs. Brisbane would come back to room 26 and I'd be stuck with her. I still like, okay, love Miss Mack more than any human or hamster on earth. But what was she thinking? You can learn a lot about yourself by taking care of another species, she told me on the way home the day she got me. You'll teach those kids a thing or two. That's what she was thinking. I don't think she was thinking very clearly. I'm never going to squeak to her again. I'll probably never see her again because she's gone, gone, gone. But if she comes back, I'm not even going to look for her. I know that last sentence doesn't make sense. It's hard to make sense when your heart is broken. On the other hand, until Mrs. Mack arrived, I was going nowhere down at Petorama. My days were spent sitting around looking at a bunch of furry things in cages, just like mine. We were treated all right. Regular meals, clean cages, music piped in all day. Over the music, Carl, the store clerk, would answer the phone. Open 9-9, seven days a week, corner of 5th and Alder, next to the dairy maid. Back then, I feared I'd never see 5th and Alder, much less the dairy maid. Sometimes I'd see human eyes and noses, not always as clean as they should be, poking up against the glass. Nothing ever came of it. The children were excited to see me, but the parents usually had other ideas. Oh, come see the fishes, Cornelia. So colorful and so much easier to take care of than a hamster, Mama might say. Or, no, no, Norbert. They have the cutest little puppies over here. After all, a dog is a boy's best friend. So there we were, hamsters, gerbils, mice, guinea pigs, not nearly as popular as fish, cats, or dogs. I suspected that I'd be spinning my wheel at Petorama forever. But once Mrs. Mack carried me out the door, a short six weeks ago, my life changed. Fast, fast, fast. I saw Fifth. I saw Elder. I saw the dairy maid with the statue of the cow in an apron outside. I was dozing when she first came to Petorama as I do during the day because hamsters are more attractive at night, or more active at night. Hello, a warm voice awakened me. When I opened my eyes, I saw a mass of bouncy black curls, a big happy smile, huge dark eyes. She smelled of apples. It was love at first sight. Aren't you the bright-eyed one? She asked. And might I return the compliment? I replied. Of course, it came out as squawk, 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 as usual. 
Mrs. Mack opened up her purse with the big pink and blue flowers on it. I'll take him, she told Carl. He's obviously the most intelligent and han handsome hamster you have. Carl grunted. Then Mac picked up a respectable cage. Okay, not the three-story one I had my eye on, but a nice cage. And soon, amid squeals of encouragement from my friends in the small pet department, from the teeniest white mouse in the lumbering chichilla, I left Petorama with high hopes. We sped down the street in Miss Mac's bright yellow car. She called it a bug, but I could see it was really a car. She carried my cage up the stairs to her apartment. We ate apples. We watched TV. She let me run around outside of my cage. She gave me my very own name, Humphrey. And she told me about room 26, where we'd be going the next morning. And since you are an intelligent hamster who's going to school, I have a present for you, Humphrey, she said. Then she gave me a tiny notebook and a tiny little pencil. I got these for you at the doll shop, she explained. She tucked them behind my mirror and no one could see them except me. Of course, it might be while you learn to read and write, she continued. But you're smart and I know you'll catch on fast. Little did I know I could already make out some words from my long, boring days at Petorama. Words like chew toys, kibble, pooper scoopers. Remember, a hamster has grown up at about five weeks old, so I could learn all the skills I need for life in five weeks. How long could it possibly take to learn to read? I'll tell you, a week. Yep, in a week I could read and even write a little with a tiny pencil. In addition to the schoolwork, I learned quite a bit about the other students in room 26, like lower your voice, AJ, speak up, Saya, and wait for the bell, Garth, and Golden Miranda. Even after I found out her name is really Miranda Golden, I thought of her as Golden Miranda because of her long blonde hair. After all, I am a golden hamster. Yes, life in room 26 suited me well during the day. My cage had all the comforts a, camfer, a hamster could ask for, I had bars in the window to protect my, me from enemies. I had a little sleeping house in one corner where no one could see or bother me. There was my wheel to spin on, of course, and a lovely pile of nestling material. My mirror came in handy to check my grooming and to hide my notebook. In one corner, I kept my food. The opposite corner was my bathroom area because hamsters like to keep their poo away from their food. Who doesn't? And my needs were taken care of in one convenient cage. At night, I went home from school with Miss Mac, and we watched TV or listened to music. Sometimes Miss Mac played her bongo drums. She made a tunnel on the floor so I could race and wiggle to my hamster's heart's content. Oh, the memories of those six weeks with Morgan McNara. That's her real name. But she told her students to call her Miss Mac. That's how nice she is. Or was. On the weekends, Miss Mac and I had all kinds of adventures. She'd put me in her shirt pocket, right over her heart, and took me with her to do the laundry. She had friends over, and they laughed and made a fuss over me. She even took me for a bike ride once. I can still feel the wind in my fur. I didn't have an inkling, until this morning, of the unsqueakable thing she was about to do to me. On the way to work, she said, Humphrey, I hate to tell you, but this is my last day in room 20, room 26 and I'm going to miss you more than you'll ever know. What was she saying? I hung on to my wheel for dear life. 
You see, it's really Mrs. Brisbane's class. But just before school started, her husband was in an accident, so I took over the class. Today she's coming back for good. Good? I could see nothing good in what Miss Mack was saying. Besides, I want to see the world, Humphrey, she told me. Fine with me. I've thoroughly enjoyed all the world I've seen so far and would go to the ends of the earth with Miss Mack. But she wasn't finished yet. But I can't take you with me. And all hopes dashed completely. Besides, the kids need you to teach them responsibility. Miss Brisbane needs you too. Unfortunately, she didn't tell Miss Brisbane that. Miss Brisbane was already in room 26 when we arrived. She smiled at Miss Mack and shook her hand. Then she frowned at me and said, Is that some kind of rodent? Miss Mack gave her a speech about how much kids can learn from taking care of another species. Miss Brisbane looked horrified and said, I can't stand rodents. Take it back. The it she was talking about was me. Miss Mack didn't bat an eyelash. She put my cage in its usual place next to the window and said all the kids were already very attached to me. She attached Dr. Harvey H. Hammer's guide to care and feeding of hamsters to the cage, along with a chart to make sure I was fed and my cage was cleaned on time. The children know what to do. You don't have to do a thing, Miss Mack, said as Miss Brisbane glared at me. Just then, my fellow students came streaming into the room, and within a half an hour, Miss Mack had said goodbye to everyone, including me. I'll never forget you, Humphrey, she whispered. Don't you ever forget me either. Not, not likely, but I don't know if I can ever forgive you, I squeaked. And then she was gone, without me. Miss Brisbane didn't even come close to my cage until recess. Then she walked over and said, Mister, you've got to go. But she doesn't know my secret. The latch on my cage door doesn't work. It never has. It's the lock that doesn't lock. So I've got news for Mrs. Brisbane. If I've got to go, it will be when and where I decide to go, not her. Meanwhile, I'm turning my back on this woman. Not for... Meanwhile, I'm not turning my back on this woman. Not for a second. If I ever disappear and someone finds this notebook, just check out Mrs. Brisbane, please. And that is the end of chapter one. Chapter two is called Nightlife, and Mrs. Delgado will be reading that one to you. Hopefully you check it out soon.